Don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Doug Tyrrell History and Comment. Hello, friends. I'm Doug Tyrrell. This is History and Comment for Friday the 13th of October 2023. Roman Emperor Claudius dies of poisoning in the year 54. His adopted son Nero takes his place rather than his biological son Britannicus. One has to wonder how history would have been different without Nero. Westminster Abbey in London is consecrated in the year 1269. Again, the question must be asked, what did London look like 800 years ago? 1307, there is a lot of political intrigue going on in France. King Philip turns against the Knights Templar. The goal is to get them to go away as he owes them a very large sum of money. So in typical medieval fashion, he tortures several hundred and gets them to confess to heresy. The religious practice of the day was to do bad things to heretics as they were not worthy of basic rights. I did not have the Middle East issues on the docket for today, but that is a perfect segue. While the Western mindset is to treat non-believers with kindness, the Muslim one is quite the opposite. The other interesting point is maybe the most compelling evidence for the divine favor on the nation of Israel is the universal hatred this group of people have endured across the centuries. If that is too much, just look at the 20th century. Six million systematically murdered in a period of roughly three years. Folks, it was a highly organized process and conducted on an industrial scale. Yet three years later, the modern country of Israel is founded with international support and the universal hatred of all of its neighbors. The Continental Navy is established in 1775. Of course, this will become the U.S. Navy after the Revolutionary War. The cornerstone of the White House is laid at noon on this day in 1792. It was heavily damaged when the British burnt much of Washington, D.C. during the War of 1812. The building we see today retains but the outer shell of the original building. During the Truman administration, a rebuilding took place. The interior was completely gutted, and only the outer walls and roof remained. The Hebrew language is reborn in 1881. It's a unique story. The language dates back to 1000 B.C. From the destruction of the temple by the Romans in 74 A.D., its primary usage was in religious practice. It was lost from common usage. Today, there are more than 10 million native speakers. Again, we can make the point this people will not be erased from the face of the earth. Now, before you ask if modern Hebrew is close to ancient Hebrew, you would have a very difficult time reading English from the Elizabethan period if it was set in a modern font. And that is only 400 years ago. Leon Leonwood Bean is born in 1872, most noted for his combination leather and rubber boot, Today, his company is known as L.L. Bean. They are still based in Freeport, Maine and privately held. The first comet discovered by photographic means is reported on this day in 1892. The first modern World Series is won by the Boston Red Sox in eight games over the Pittsburgh Pirates. That's in 1903. Interesting thought. Pittsburgh is far from the ocean. How did they get the name Pirates? unless we're talking river pirates. Pittsburgh is where the Monongahela River meets the Allegheny to form the Ohio. 
Old-timers will recall when the Pirates played at Three Rivers Stadium. The Pacific Northwest is known for its moderate but cool and wet weather. In 1962, things get interesting when a Pacific typhoon strikes as a Category 3 storm. Known for his custom cars, designer Chip Foos is 60 years old today. I have yet to mention that this is Fire Prevention Week, an annual reminder of the Great Chicago Fire, and a time to encourage folks to consider fire safety and take a few moments to look around their surroundings. If nothing else, change the batteries in your smoke detector and CO detectors. They are most likely two different devices. If you have questions, contact your local fire department. They will be more than happy to discuss the subject. This is also a very good time to bring up the subject that the majority of Americans are served by volunteer fire departments. Yes, most towns over 10,000 have stations that are staffed by full-time crews. But once you cross the city boundary, that fact changes instantly. When folks tended to work close to home or in small businesses, shops, and farms, this was a workable model. I've been on a volunteer fire department for 37 years, and my department will celebrate 50 years of service next year. We have the same problem that every volunteer fire department in the country has, getting new and younger folks to be willing to devote countless hours to provide service to the community. Personal lives and communities have greatly changed over the past half century. So has the expectations placed on the fire department. The first year my department was in service, they responded to about a dozen calls all year. Today, that number is one-tenth the annual count. Now, it's not just grass fires and an occasional structure fire, but the fire departments are expected to provide medical services, or at least assistance, extrications, and rescue services. This takes time on actual runs and lots of hours of training on a long list of subjects. Funding for equipment and maybe a small stipend is rarely enough to cover basic needs. In the 21st century, fish fries and pancake breakfasts are still common in the hinterland, while the cost of trucks and personal protective gear have skyrocketed. There was a recent fire in a very rural area that a single guy showed up from the initial fire department. The next closest department also had a single guy show up. The third nearest department was called and eventually got four more guys. And they came from over 10 miles away. Folks, this is the rule and not the exception in rural America, especially during working hours when folks are away and busy. This may create a stir, but it is a fact. I was talking recently to another volunteer fireman about the future. We agree that the volunteer model is not sustainable. Maybe in another decade or two, it will no longer be reasonable to expect volunteers to be able to cover the needs. And the funds are just not there for an alternative. The solution will be for folks to live with less than expected service, or there is going to have to be a great increase in taxes to fund the solution. If you live outside of a town, or even if you're inside, this would be a great time to look up your fire station Take them a plate of cookies, ask a few questions, and maybe consider what can you do. That's History in Common for the 13th day of October. I'm Doug Tyrrell. Now, go do something worth remembering.